you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Who's scruffy-looking? Hello, what have we here? I just assumed he's a walking. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 8 of the Scruffy Looking Podcasters. I am one of your hosts, James. We have Scruffy Looking Ed over there. Ed, where are you? Hello, hello, right here. Excellent. We got Kev over in uh, Nottingham, Nottingham Palace in England. Hello, hello. Excellent, excellent. You guys can check us out online on Twitter. Uh, at Scr- at Hebert two zero seven at Scruffy looking Ed with no G at KPG one nine seven four and our homepage is at Scruffy Podcast. You can also send us an email at scruffypodcasters at gmail dot com. We're now part of the Radio Free Podcasting Network. That's radiofreepodcasting.com Leave us some reviews. Send us an emails, and I think we might be able to actually get to one or two tonight. So our week in Star Wars, one of us, one of the co-hosts of Scruffy-looking podcasters, had a very exciting weekend. Ooh, uh, yeah. Kev, why don't you tell us about your trip to Ireland, and uh, were you able to make it to Skellig? Did you get some cool pictures? And, dude, fire away. Fire away. Um, fire! Fire! Um, Intensify full firepower. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, well, um, it was... A brilliant weekend, but unfortunately, the bad news, the really bad news, same as you, James, we didn't make it onto the island. Oh, fucking hell. Can you believe Bollocks. Complete bollocks, mate. This is massive bollocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, it was an absolutely brilliant weekend. Um, So we... um, yeah, we, we kind of like this is the last. I think we mentioned last week this was the last weekend that I think they're doing the boat trips there. So they're all very, very weather dependent. And um, it, the, the trip started badly because I mentioned last week there were supposed to be three of us, which was me, Stefan, and Gemma. But unfortunately, Gemma um, couldn't get, which was really disappointing. So it was just myself and Stefan. So um, Saturday we got. Well, we got there late Friday and just had a hotel. Saturday was just a lovely day. It was absolutely gorgeous. So we did, um, uh, we went to the Cliffs of Moher. We went to uh, the Ring of Kerry, uh, went to this little town. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful drive, a beautiful day. So Sunday was our Skellig day. And guess what happened overnight? (laughs) It was terrible. The weather just changed. It was windy, rainy. Um, we had to ring at 7 a.m. to the boat company that um, did it, that were, were taking us over just to see the weather conditions. This is no bullshit. I woke up at 4 a.m. 
because the wind and the rain was that bad. Oh, and no. yeah, and you know, when deep down in your heart you're thinking, "Oh fuck, this isn't going to happen, is it?" But you kind of just there going, "Maybe in two hours the wind will completely stop and the rain will have completely gone, and everything, <laughs> and, and everything will be fine. Everything's um, going to be fine. Yeah, hey, it's everything's going to be fine. Trust me." Um, <laughs> But unfortunately, so uh, I rung at seven and they just basically said, ring back in 45 minutes because it's got to get light. 45 minutes later, they just said no chance. Um, Too dangerous. I mean, the weather conditions were appalling. Um, So we decided, obviously, to drive uh, down to Port McGee and just go and have a look around there. But then... We went to the Cliffs of Kerry, where you can see Skellig from there, Um, which I think you went to, James, as well, didn't you? Did you go there? I did, but I could not see 10 feet off the edge of the cliff. It was completely (laughs) fogged out. At least you got that going. You at least could see Skellig, right? uh, We could see it. Yeah, we could see it. I think it's about 1.2 kilometers from from where we were, so we could could see it. that that was it that was as that was as much as we saw um uh so then we just had the day around there we went to cork and everything but we had a a bit of a brainwave because um we decided to um start googling some star wars locations in ireland and we decided we had a look and we knew that they'd been filming episode eight um somewhere down that coast so um we had a look uh, got in and um there was a place where quite a lot of filming was done and there's some bits in the trailer called Loophead uh lighthouse mm-hmm. where um i think you went there james as well didn't you that um we we knew they'd film there so there was a there was a video on YouTube about where they'd filmed it, and I'm so sorry I can't remember who filmed it because I've only been in the house about an hour from coming back. So um, <laughs> we had a look, and there's the shot in the trailer of um, Ray on the cliff edge, just looking out over, and we knew that was there. So off we trotted today on our final day, drove up there, and we were like where on earth is this location then it must be around here so um we found which we presume was a lighthouse keeper who there and uh uh one of the most cantankerous grumpy old man i've ever met in my life who directed (laughs) us directed us uh um actually spoke a little bit about when they were filming there so we got something out of it the good news we actually found that shot and Awesome. Created the Daisy Ridley shot, shot for shot, and it was just truly stunning, absolutely amazing. So, um, and we're going to yeah, put just, that up on our Twitter feed, folks, up on uh, at Scruffy Podcast on Twitter. So check it out there; you'll see Kev's yeah. photos. Yeah, the, it was amazing. But the, I mean, the actual trip was just—it really was stunning. I mean, we went down the Ring of Kerry, which is one of the most amazing drives i've done it was so awesome going through there and then today after the disappointment yesterday because same as you james it it really is disappointing in it when they just say 
sorry, we can't take that boat out. It It's a real kick in the teeth and you just think, oh no, you know, come this way. But yeah, that made up today because it was, that was amazing today. So nice. um, yeah, and we managed to, We've managed to get some Star Wars things in, so it was just Good. wonderful, wonderful. Nice. Yeah, so I got the picture. And as always, got, next year, right? Yeah, yeah, we're we're planning that next year at some point. We're definitely um, well. I'm one hundred percent going to go. I, I just want to go to Skellig and just actually get on the island. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you made a good point, James. I think it's. Uh, I think you're going to have to be sort of patient with it, and maybe stay around that area for two, three days. And if one day's bad, hopefully one of the other days would be good and that you can, you can get on the Island. Hey, Kev. But yeah. Quick question. Did you see any porgs flying around over there while you were? Well, f- funnily enough, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to put on my, uh, the, the diary of the porg that I, that, that, uh, was desperately trying to get home. He was trying to get to his home on the Island. And he's, I brought a little porg back with me, so disappointed that he couldn't get home because my porg is <laughs> on some. I've I've got a little porg diary. His little travels. Is he was so excited on the aeroplane going over? You know, he was so excited that he was <laughs> going to try and get home. And so, for the be- listeners, Kev bought a a porg Funko Pop, took the base off of it, and was just taking pictures of it. <laughs> in little circumstances on his tra- travels across he's got his little he's got his little travel diary yeah across the ireland so we'll post a little of those pics too as well oh uh, uh, yeah there's there's more i can send as well so oh he's um he's he's inconsolable guys i've got to be honest he's inconsolable i i've just i'm trying to cheer him up i'm trying to make him you know i'm trying to lift his spirits but he couldn't get home he couldn't get he Give couldn't get home liquor. to the island yeah, yeah. It's, oh, do you want it? You want it? You, I can't keep him off the liquor. I can't keep him oh, off good. it. Oh, good. That, that got, usually helps me with my dark thoughts. He got the. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that enhances your dark thoughts. Everything's it? fine. Yeah, yeah. But he's. He, I think he's got hooked on the Guinness now. I think he's. You know, he's. He's not having any of this cheap British lager shit now. He wants the Guinness. He wants the hard stuff. Oh yeah, he's not having that. He's not having that British. He's not having that British piss, is he? He was going like, "Where's my Guinness?" In fact, I'm, <laughs> in fact, I'm quite scared of him now. Actually, he's turned into an aggressive porg. He's, you know, he's. <laughs> it's amazing what alcohol does, isn't it? Uh, uh, you should really bring him over here to the U.S. over to our house in Maine. Oh. We've legalized marijuana. You could chill him right the fuck out. I'll bring you with me next year then. When, I, when we do our live podcast, surely. So I'll, That's right. I'll come and, he'll come with me. He'll come with me. Exactly. I mean, it'll be a live podcast anytime we do a podcast, but actually live in the flesh. Yeah. That'd be yeah. really cool. So, be yeah. Fun. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> Let's, if you do your weeks. Yeah. James, have anything happened with you? Uh, well, not nearly as exciting as going to Skellig, but I finally put my little... Um, Lego micro fighters together. <laughs> I have my little Lego micro fighter Y wing, and my little Lego micro fighter Tie fighter, and I'm gonna bring these into work and put them on my desk. God damn it! Because apparently that's just sort of the the home for all of my little tiny Star Wars knickknacks that don't end up uh, on a shelf in the basement. They end up on a shelf at work on my desk, and they give me a certain degree of pleasure 
because I get to look at them and play with them once in a while. And people kind of look at me as like, dude, why are you playing with toys? And I was like, no, bro, they're Legos. And they're like, oh, <laughs> shit, yeah. son, totes, jelly. Oh, uh, yeah, today, and, uh, t- today yeah. The, a coworker like was putting some cleaning spray back, which happens to be like right behind my cubicle. And the spray bottle fell over and knocked BB9E off and down in front of me. And... <laughs> Oh, shut the fuck up. There was like a pause, like a silence. <laughs> like she was probably that- like, oh, I knocked one of those stupid things over again. <laughs> I knocked one of the puppets over. So did you come over to her and be like, listen, bitch, you don't fuck with my shit. Well, I inspected my shit first and it was fine. So then I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, it's he's, good. He's, he's, We're he's all good dumb. here now. He's not dumb. He's... Ah, you're not that mean. No, no, I mean, I don't, they're just Funkos, man. I mean, you you should be, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Plus, what if BB-9E isn't even in the movie? That's possible, right? Yeah, that's quite possible. They could all die, hopefully. Like that dark R2 unit in Rogue One? Where the fuck was that? The dark, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, what was he been doing, yo? But, so yeah, that's kind of like my week in Star Wars. I had a couple miniatures I put together. I got an Amazon gift card for 20 bucks, so I'm using that to obviously buy more Star Wars Armada. Nice. I just ordered Home One because I had enough Amazon gift cards to buy it, so I'm not going to be going crazy with it like I did with Star Wars X-Wing and just buy everything, And but I'm going to kind of go slowly, piece by piece. And then once I have all the pieces, or rather enough ships, then I'll finally learn how to play the game. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, I remember just, like, texting you and being collect- like, dude, come up, let's play. And you're like, uh, I have only <laughs> Imperial ships. I don't know ships. how to play it, bro. <laughs> oh, don't I just like looking at the ships. I just like looking at the ships. They're so cool to look at and everything. I mean, that's totally awesome. I thought, you, I thought awesome. you played that, James. I thought you were... Well, I, I, play, you were... I play X-Wing miniatures with a buddy oh, yeah. down. Ah, super yeah. hardcore into board games. I'm buddy Tyler. Shout out to Tyler because he's a listener of the podcast. Master Britting. And... Um, also, fellow motorcycle enthusiast, um, but the uh, so yeah, he'll come over. Not lately because it's been really nice out, and we've been you know spending every night outside in the pubs and bars and just out hiking and stuff like that. But once it gets a little bit colder out winter time, he'll come over like once or twice a week, and we'll have a couple good rounds of X Wing. It's pretty fun. It's a lot of it's a really good time because it's like oh man, it's just so cool. But um, then we could play on my new board, my new table that I kind of half-assedly put together, which is also on the, the Twitter post that I sent out. Yeah, that looks great. That does. That looks awesome. Yeah, it's just a little, you know, it's a, it's a vinyl. It's one of those vinyl game mats that don't. Um, it's not like the mouse pad foam, so it doesn't just stay down. It kind of folds up in the corner. So I super glued this thing right down to this little half-inch uh, cedar table, cedar plywood, or whatever it is. So. But, um, but yeah, Ed, was there anything uh, other cool news in the week of Star Wars for you? For or just anything new like in your life? <laughs> I, uh, I finished life Leia. Life sucks and nothing's going on. You finished Leia too, right? Oh, yeah, we yeah. both did finish Leia. I finished it like Sunday night into Monday. Yeah, because we're Americans and got the book on time. Oh, oh. What? why don't you two go fuck yourself? <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, though, you're going to get yeah. episode eight like a day before us. Uh, so. Do you know what? I was just about to say, 
that's going in the vault that is and i'm going to remember that uh, from, <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to be contacting you two when i've seen that film and i'm going to go oh, you, you're never going to guess what you're never going to guess what <laughs> are you dick don't do it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah i can't believe that ray is oh it's i will i will Alpatine's say daughter. i'm not going to spoil anything but i will say i like leia um i started phasma and it's just totally different so we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get to talking about Leia later if we have some time, because obviously it's another good good book that I like to read. Also by Claudia Gray, who did Bloodlines and uh, Lost Stars, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess looking up, uh, let's, let's transition on over the news now. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. The bit so, of Last Jedi info, Ed. Yeah. Uh, so per Fandango, the website. And they have since they have since taken it down. They had posted that the length of the movie was an hour and fifty minutes, aka two hours and thirty minutes. Thirty minutes. Mm. So looking back at all the other movies, it would be the longest by about fourteen minutes. Nope. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Episode two is two hours twenty two. Oh yeah, no wonder that kind of kind of drags on forever. <laughs> yeah, that really does, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it does. So, what do you guys think? Do you guys think uh, two hours and thirty is too long? Are you excited about that? What do you think, James? Uh, well, you know, I think it's just not long enough. <laughs> um, if I had it my way, every every movie that's my favorite movie ever, all of the Star Wars movies, even the bad ones, they should all be the length of a Lord of the Rings extended version movie. I want that thing friggin' three and a half hours. Fuck yeah. Up. All I put mean, together, yeah. Not in all Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, just just <laughs> want, just make each movie three hours. I know it costs a little bit extra money. You're gonna get your money back, so stop sacrificing all of these, you know, little sort of plot twists and intricacies that could really be used to help develop our characters more and make our characters more well-known and lovable by, you know, all the viewers, us, and the kneelers, too, that just don't give a fuck about anything. But then again, the kneelers would be all upset because it's like, oh, it's three hours, I gotta go pee. And I was like, well, don't you shut the fuck up and kneel and piss into this little bowl and be done with it. <laughs> Anyways... My rant, I guess. Kev, what do you, Kev, what do you think? You've made that perfectly clear, haven't you? Oh yeah, I'm glad it's longer. It, it's I'm glad it's 150 minutes. It should be longer. It should be 200 minutes. It should be 200 minutes. Jesus. <laughs> All right, Kev, what do you think? Um, I, I, I don't care. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, because. It doesn't matter if it if it's great. It doesn't matter how long it is. If it's terrible, it's going to be too long. So, if you take the start, of, we sort of mentioned Attack of the Clones drags on, and it's terrible. So it, you know, if you if you'd have said that before, I'm going, um, oh look, Attack of the Clones is um, you know two hours twenty two minutes. You'd be thinking, oh great, but when you're watching it, it, it drags on. Empire Strikes Back, what's that, um, 122 minutes? And it's the best one. So 
I'm excited that it is a longer Star Wars film, but I just it's, it doesn't particularly excite me that it's long because <laughs> do you get what I mean? If it if it's not great, it will be too long. See, I'm I'm slightly in that camp. Uh, although, like, if it warrants a longer movie, do it. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah. that's it's kind of a stupid. <laughs> like, if it works, do it. If it doesn't, don't. I mean, like, whatever. Uh, I well, will know? say one part of me is like, give me as much fucking Star Wars as you can. Yes, yeah. Just give I, me yeah. like a six-hour movie, and I will probably love it. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, like for instance, Rogue One. Uh, if they just added like ten minutes, eight minutes, even of just a little more character development for each person, probably yeah. would have done a huge amount of uh, success for that. I, that was just the big thing for me. And obviously, Episode Seven. There's if they just would have put more time into like explaining the political environment, not as much as the prequels, but. Uh, <laughs> And uh, good grief, no. Ky- Kylo and Han <laughs> development. Like I, I felt like all of a sudden they met at the end and Han dies, and I was like, I was missing something. Like maybe if they should have shown that deleted scene with Kylo sitting in the Millennium Falcon, like, like contemplating or thinking back, having memories of sitting in there when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. At least that. But it, it's the, the first time they talk to each other in the movie is that last scene where Han dies. Spoiler, yeah. spoiler I, I, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit, really? Holy <laughs> stuff. Damn. Oh, damn. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> oh, fuck. No, but, right? Uh, like, I felt hell, like boy. I would have been probably way more emotionally, like, hit by that if, if they would have done just anything. Anyway, I'm ranting. Mm. No, man. I, I total, I'm totally with you. I mean, I get it. You don't want a long movie that sucks. You want a long movie that's awesome. But how do you know if it sucks or if it's awesome? Because the people directing it and acting in it and promoting it and putting out the movie are all going to say it's awesome. It's up to us whether we like it or not. And by all indications so far, based on the uh, the theatrical trailer that Ryan Johnson put out, the fact that he's super cool, I mean, I got... I have some serious, uh, some serious hope writing on this thing that it's going to be absolutely amazing. So to see it be, you know, fifteen, fourteen minutes longer, pretty sweet. Yeah. Well, that would indicate as well, um, which is a good thing, which I'm really excited about. With that, with that, there's going to be a lot going on in this film to make it that length. Mm. There's got to be a lot of good story that you're thinking. I think Ryan's going to really get into this and really give us a good film because, you know, but I, that's my view on it. I just think that you said before, there's quite a lot of, you know, um, stuff happening in it. So it, with it being that, that long, I think, well, yeah, this could be, like you say, a Lord of the Rings, just a great, you know, middle bit of this trilogy, this new trilogy. So let's hope it's that and not an Attack of the Clones kind of. <laughs> well, let's let's oh, think about this. So, like in the last in 
The Last Jedi supposedly is going to be like three story branches. It's going to be Finn and Rose doing mm-hmm. their thing. There's going to be Leia, Poe, and I assume Haldo doing their thing. And then a Rey and Luke branch. Wait, it's who? Like, Holdo? Yeah. I figure like Poe and Leia are like dealing with her yeah. sassiness. That would make sense. And, yeah. And Luna love goodness. That's what she seemed like to me in the book. But anyway. Uh so there's like three kind of storylines going at the same time. And in Empire, it was kind of like I don't know, like two seemed like. Right? Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll go with that, yeah. So it seems like a lot mm. more is going on. So you kinda I kinda want there to be more. <laughs> if they're doing right. that. But then but then but then the Phantom Menace had three sort of things going on. Um by Lucas's own admission, if you watch the beginning documentary, he just went Oh, I've, he, he, you know he knows he's lost control of that film. Just yeah. watch that documentary, and it's like you've got the the battle on the boo. You've got Obi Wan and um, um, Qui Gon and Darth Maul, and then you've got the Anakin one, and it's cutting backwards and forwards, and it's all over the place. It's it's just mm. so poorly done. So that's that. I mean, I don't know what how long that film was but you kind of go that, that had too much going on and it was just two hours badly 16. Done, so two hours and 16 minutes yeah so you kind of i wasn't sort of i was excited when i saw it i thought oh great but then i kind of thought you know oh is that it's only great if the film's great because you think i think we'll agree on that so you know, I mean, Empire. I mean, Empire might be one of the shortest. Then is it? Is that uh, Empire's? Yeah, two hours and seven minutes. Uh, I have eleven, yeah. but yeah. Episode no four minutes. Two hours and four minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Uh, New Hope's two hours and one minute. Right. Mm. So yeah, so that yeah. This is all according so, to IMDb. Mm. So yeah, so um, yeah, I'm excited, but just let's just. I hope it's good because right. then we'll be thinking exactly like James said, make hey. this four hours, make this five mm-hmm. hours. It's just mm-hmm. like, uh, mm-hmm. give me more. Um, you know what I'm mm-hmm. excited about? Corellia in Han Solo, the movie. Yeah. Mm. This is the first That's time we're going to see Corellia in a canon form on screen. Actually, this is incorrect. On screen? Okay. That's correct. Yeah, I'm saying on screen. On screen. I was going to say, dude, I've been to Corellia. I lived on Corellia in Star Wars Galaxies. Oh, that yeah. shitty MMORPG that came out back in 2000, whatever the hell it was. It's and also just in. God awful. I think it's in the Old Republic as well. It's in the Old Republic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but it's better in the Old Republic than it is. it was in yeah, it's Star pretty Wars sweet. Galaxies. God. But yeah, it had to be in, didn't it? Surely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, they talk about it so much being, you know, it's such a huge book in the uh, expanded universe and stuff like that. They have to have it in here on Solo the Corellian. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so uh, now this is podcasting a few weeks ago reported that Corellia was definitely in the movie. 
and mm-hmm. uh, they're guessing that the ra- those racing scenes we've been talking about the last couple episodes are in it in on Karelia. But mm. uh, this past week, they mentioned that Han Solo and Beckett, that they've heard from their sources, have been dressed as some new form of Imperial. And they looked kind of like an AT-AT driver, but like a different-ish. I don't know. But it's a kind of... Mm. They were thinking it's kind of like a Karelian Kare- Imperial military. So like you take a regular Imperial, but they're like based on Karelia. So like it's a different... Uniform only on Corellia for their military. So they're That's thinking it's like a Finn situation where him and Beckett are were, are part of the local Empire militia, and then they defect. So hmm. that's what they're. Wow. Well, I do know that uh, in um, the expanded universe uh, of the original expanded u- universe, um, Corellians were. Oh, we sort of on the imperial side, led by the diktat, uh, sort of like an imperial nominee and leader that would just sort of represent the Corellian sector. And so they were always under imperial rule throughout most of the expanded universe until the New Republic came, and then all the rest is history. But um, they had this sort of Corellian council and a diktat that was basically kind of a, you know, I'm sorry, governor well, general. I keep thing. hearing Dick. What, what are you talking about? Dick. <laughs> diktat. Diktat. It was called a diktat. D-I-K-T-A-T. You have a tattoo of a dick somewhere? Yeah, man. That's a tat my dick, bro. Anyways, the diktat was a real mouthpiece, if you so, if you will. Real mouthpiece of the empire. But, um, so I wonder that, you know, when you say they might be dressed in some sort of imperial, that'd be a cool way to tie in um, the imperial rule over Corellia and how they've just sort of absorbed Corellians into their society and I wonder if they're going to tie in somehow that uh, Han was a washed out cadet from the Imperial Academy because he was in the EU right but will he be in this one who knows or they might like you said he'll be enrolled in some sort of local Corellian Imperial <laughs> militia or something like that oh that's interesting that's that's isn't, um, isn't isn't Wedge from Corellia as well yep Wedge and Billy from Yeah. So do you think he'll be in this one and somehow I wonder if they'll put him in it. Oh man. I don't know. If they did, it would I think it would it would definitely be a No, that wouldn't that wouldn't make sense though, would it? Because Han Solo doesn't know Wedge, does he? No, because Wedge Yeah, you never saw anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he he was sort of a Straight edge guy, whereas Corella or as Han Solo's kind of like yeah. on the edge, you know, pirate. No, I just, I'm just thinking out loud there because um, I just wondered if they were, you know, what you know what they're like now with nods to the original. Well, wait, so Rebels did a didn't they do an arc on uh, or an episode on was it Wedge defecting or was it Biggs? I think it was Wedge because it was like titled. No, it was Wedge. Wedge yeah. yeah, it was titled yeah, it was The Wedge. Antilles Extraction or something like that. Of course yeah, it, did, it was yeah. Wedge and Wes Jansen. Wes yes. Jansen, yeah. Yes. So that's how he defected. But Nice shot, uh, Jensen. <laughs> <laughs> I see it, Wedge. Good work. Wow, that was like exactly it. <laughs> that yeah. was all. That was scary. Eh, and you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> yeah, no, no I mean, that, you, yeah. so you may see him 
as sort of maybe a cameo or something like that being shipped off to the academy yeah. while Han is there. Or maybe he's like Han's superior officer or vice versa. Excuse me. I don't know, but maybe. So uh, That's an interesting, yeah. So I'm thinking the movie's kind of like, it starts with that, Corellia. They, they're in the Imperial Service. Him and Beckett, you know, are chilling. They're buddies, but, like, Beckett's older. And then they defect. Oh. And they go to Kessel. I think Kessel would be next, right? Like, they're, like, I would have thought, doing yeah. work. And then they go to Kessel, and they see these Wookiee slaves, and they're like, oh, man. They're getting, they're getting owned over here. We got to rescue. I need me some Wookiee. Yeah. So he rescues Chewie, maybe Chewie and his family, because we know there's multiple Wookies in this, right? It's from uh, yeah. from his photos, from Ron Howard's photos. So maybe we meet his family, possibly. Maybe. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so. I and think then then we go through the rest sense. of the movie. I think Lando would be maybe later in the movie. Well, they're going to be, aren't they? Have going to be. So going back to what you said, if he's wearing Imperial, because, but one would presume that. Don't they build the ship? The Imperial ships are built on Corellia, aren't they? Some are, yeah. So um, if they, you think that's what they're doing, and Nan Solo knows kind of what's going on and decides to go. I'm not having no part of this. And well, the Tantivy Four is built in Corellia. Yeah, Corellian Corvette. That's what I mean. Yeah, so that would make sense from the plot, wouldn't it? And if if the Wookiees are slaves building, say building. I don't know, building ships for the Empire and Hunters and yeah, come on, we're we're getting out of here. Um Yeah, yeah that 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 sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I'd like that. I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, but... it totally makes sense. Yeah. But I wonder if, if if they might save the chewy thing for um For later. What if they save the chewy thing for when he's on Kessel? Save the Chewy. Well yeah, that's what we're I'm saying the Kessel save thing the Wookiee comes, comes <laughs> yeah. after Corellia. <laughs> Like, they've defected, they're on the run, then they're like, <clears> we need money, we're going to do jobs, do this spice thing. Or maybe they maybe they get captured. Maybe they're imprisoned, and they get sent to Kessel, and then they escape with Chewie. Oh, boom. Uh, Ooh, I don't know. I feel like that's too long of a plot that could be, you know, explaining his roots, explaining his beginning, and then having him go all the way to Kessel to break out again. I mean, maybe. Well, I mean, that's where prisoners I, go, right? Yeah. Oh no, for sure, for sure. But we're um, I'm under the assumption he doesn't get caught, or if he goes to Kessel to get spice and then escape from Kessel, because that's where they mine all the spice. For yeah, see, see, if he gets caught, imprisoned, sent to Kessel, and then has to escape ASAP, run from the Imperials, somehow gets the Million Falcon in that. I don't know. Yeah, how does he get the Million Falcon then? It's got to yeah, it's got to beat Lando in that game, honey. Yeah, Lando would have to rescue him, basically. Maybe Lando's Ooh. smuggling at that point. He's right there. Mm. And then he pilots it. Yeah. So, didn't, is this, when, how long is this film set over? Did you say seven years the other week? Or? Yeah, well, I heard it's, it spans seven-ish years of Han's yeah. life. It spans so, seven years. <clears throat> yeah, so, this is what we were talking about last week. At what point... Do him and Chewie become friends then over that seven year? Would, would that be early? And then it's quite difficult to work out, isn't it? Which. Yeah. Hmm. Hey, you know what? I would imagine. Yeah, go on. Sorry, Ed. Uh, no, continue. Continue. 
I can't remember what I'm going to say now. <laughs> well, how about... Um, <laughs> well, I was going to say... Gone. The uh, moment the moment's gone ahead. You go I was going to the next piece of Han Solo news. The, the, go for it. Because I just it. thought of it. Thandy Newton, you know, the chick, the chick from yeah. um, Westworld. She just mm-hmm. uh, finished her reshoots and is done. And Ron Howard posted a picture of it. Her, him hugging her. Now, what everyone's freaking out about is... He has his hand, his arm around her, and his hand is on her shoulder patch on her jacket. You can see the top part of it. I wondered what you were going to say then. (laughs) His hand is... Where's his hand? (laughs) But you can can barely see the top part of that patch, and it looks like that Imperial cog. So people are freaking out that, oh my God, she's an Imperial uh, officer. Maybe she's... um, What's her name? Um, shit, hit a the from um, Ray Sloan. Yeah, Ray Sloan. Yes. Oh, that's what people are thinking. That's what people are thinking. I know. I know that she is a woman of color, and so is Ray Sloan. But she's too old. (laughs) No offense to Thandie Newton, because she's beautiful, attractive woman, and she's an amazing actress. But she's too old to fit in this timeline. Are you sure? I think because yes. Ray Sloan was starting Pretty out. Young. I mean, we first hear about her in that Kanan novel. Um, I forget the name of it. Actually, you know what that uh, symbol is? I can read it clearly right here. What is it? What symbol? On her patch? <coughs> yeah. No, that's an officer's patch from Battlestar Galactica. Is it really? <laughs> Made that up. Oh, <laughs> <Dick>. <laughs> <laughs> is this the uh, Star Wars Battle Star Galactica cross? No, but if we've, she, all been, we've all been praying, all. I feel like she I'll would. We all. I feel like she would be a badass Imperial officer. What? Yeah, do you I guys think, think that would be ace. Yeah, that would be I, great. She totally, she totally would be too. And if she did turn out to be Ray Sloan, that would be really cool to draw in a book character on screen because yeah. then it would get really give people a face to really associate with ah this person awesome yeah but i always got the impression that she was m- not much older but older you know what i mean so the let's see the events of uh chuck wendig's um aftermath series the trilogy of that that takes place like one to two years after battle of endor and during that time, that's only like two years after Yavin, three years, I forgot what it was, but it's not, it's not very long after Yavin that this happened. So I feel as though Ray would need to be younger, especially if this took place like 10 years before yeah. oh, I Yavin IV. I was thinking the other way around when you said she's older. Okay, so I think you could make Thandy look younger, just looking at her, with makeup oh, and stuff. yeah. Oh, well, no, for sure. You can make anybody look younger. I mean, they did that to Jack Nicholson in The Departed. Oh, yeah. I mean, they basically had that one early scene while he was sort of in the shadow. But, um, yeah, you could totally do that with CG and all that stuff. I mean, if they can bring Tarkin back to life uh, through Guy Henry, I mean, they can definitely do that with this. But Do you want to give the listeners a slight summary of uh, Ray Sloan? Just the over... Really broad stroke. Started really broad out. broad stroke. Uh, 
Okay, well, Ray Sloan is uh, a loyal Imperial officer from the Chuck Wendig Aftermath series. Um, she is an admiral, and she was promoted to Grand Admiral by um, Gallius Rax, who was also an antagonist in the Aftermath series. Uh, to characterize Ray Sloan, or Grand Admiral Ray Sloan, she's... Um, totally loyal to the empire to order uncorruptible or incorruptible not very corruptible um loyal to the empire to the end and she didn't like to see what gallius rax was doing with it spoiler alert the battle of jakku as part of operation cinder the empire wanted to destroy all the last remnants of the empire in order to preserve the purest of the pure um of the Empire and then escape to the Unknown Regions. Did, did, um, you, did you read uh, A New Dawn? It's no, the, I uh, can- So I read that, and it's like the f- it's technically her first appearance into into ah. canon. Uh, did you Explain read it, Kev? More. No, 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 no. I'm not so she started out as I'm not sure if she started the book as a captain, but she was like escorting a guy named Count Vidian. Who was like he reminded me a lot of Dooku, but <clears throat> very, uh, very, very imperial. Like didn't care about the low class, and uh, she kind of found her way into conflict with Kanan. And it's the book where Kanan meets Hera. I like the book. That's in the comic, but uh, Kanan comic. It's no, it's a novel, A New Dawn. Novel. Oh right, okay. So it has to do with like um, they're mining a moon and the moon and like Count Vidian wants to just destroy the moon for its resources because they need to meet a quota to build a Death Star. And Sloane is there just be doing her thing and Vidian ends up dying and she takes his place kind of as an admiral. I think that's how it ends. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, she becomes so vice, old, vice admiral is what she becomes. How old is Stan what? Sandy Newton? Yeah. Uh, let's look. According to IMDb, um, she is... I think is. she's like 50. Oh, she's 44. Mm. Okay. I'm say? I'm so sorry. Sorry, Sandy <laughs> Newton. You're really not that old. I apologize. You just There's nothing have... wrong with that age. There's nothing wrong with that age. I yeah, like, 44. Know, I mean, it's old. not like anybody co-hosts on this podcast who's in their 40s on the brink of death or anything, Kev. <coughs> nothing wrong with no, that age. No, whatsoever. I mean, so, okay. I'm sorry, Thandie Newton. You just <laughs> you just look a little older. You know. No, well, I think Westworld. Westworld made. I think Westworld made you in like some scenes made you think she was older. Like they wanted you to. Yeah, she yeah. was like so that old. Rest, okay, and that could have been a that could have been a makeup costume thing where they made her be like, "Oh, I'm the old whorehouse leader." Yes, brothel. Yes. So. so she could she could fit into that role then, couldn't she? Yeah. See that that would be a great. Um, he spends his time fucking bulls yeah. and hunting bulls. Did I have it yeah. the other way around? Yeah. Game of Thrones reference. Sorry. Well, anyway, so we're talking about anyway. awesome, strong females in Star Wars, Ray Sloan. 
Let's <coughs> uh, move on to Forces of Destiny. Some news came out. There's a trailer. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can you can tell how it's just to break down the trailer brief. I'm just gonna talk about the points, and you guys can say something after if you want, but you don't <laughs> have to. So it just showed Ray in cartoon proving herself to uncard Plut, you know, and interacting with Han Solo and Chewie. And then there's a scene with Padme and Ahsoka in a Naboo starfighter. And there's scenes with Sabine and Hera. And Chopper, right? Right, Kev? Chopper? Chopper, yep, yep. Uh, apparent, chopper. <laughs> apparently Sabine and Jin Urso meet at some point. That's in, the, that's in there, too. Uh, Ahsoka and Yoda having lightsaber practice with Yoda telling her she sucks. No, but Yoda giving, you know, his wise words. <laughs> Uh, Some you do. <laughs> <laughs> Leia and Ewoks. She's interacting with the oh, Ewoks no. again. No. And okay, so in that scene where they show it, it it mentions the Ewok, the Ewoks being hungry. Because <laughs> oh, you know they're cannibals. <laughs> anyway. Well, wasn't that wasn't that one of the? Epi- do you know what? I'm just sorry to. Sorry. With the. You know, with the existing episodes, because I've completely forgotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Leia, it's a continuation. She's got a dress, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they sew it for her and, you know, braid her hair. How how they, uh, yeah. That was always one of the, you know, how did they have a dress for her on Endor when, you know. Yeah. yeah. It's because they've been hunting other humans. (laughs) No. Uh, They have pretty dresses, clearly. There's a Maz Kanata sighting. I saw that in there, too. Also, continuing this force, did you? That's the end of the trailer summary. Did you guys have anything on that? Are you no. guys? Are you guys like, oh my god? No. No. <laughs> no. All right. Nah. So, spoiler alert: we're going to talk about the first short that they released, and the second <clears throat> one. They released another one. They released the second one today. Uh, the first one was called "Newest Recruit." And Sabine, I don't know if you guys remember that Rebels episode where she encounters her old friend, Ketsu Anyo. Ooh, I remember this one. Yeah, Mm. so she, Ketsu is also from Mandalore, and they both attended the Mandalorian Imperial Academy together. So they're close friends. And they both plan to join the Black Sun. But then uh, Ketsu joined, or abandoned Sabine, to save herself and then join the Black Sun while Sabine went to the Rebellion. So, and then in the Rebels episode, they meet up again and then split off. So in this one, apparently they team up. I watched it, so it's not apparent, but I watched it. And they're they're on this, like, mission to get food for the Rebellion. Yay. And then they work together and they avoid, like, some Imperial Entanglement. And they mentioned that Ketsu left the Black Sun and she's kind of helping the Rebels now and that she should paint the Rebel Alliance logo on her shoulder instead of the, uh, you know, that, what's that, um, the Bounty Hunter symbol or the Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian, whatever that symbol is. And it ends with that happening, like Ketsu painting that on. It's kind of, like I watched it and I finished it. It was only three minutes, and it felt like empty in in like canon a canon sense. 
but it was kind of cool because it was just like set in Star Wars, but that's about it. <laughs> well, thanks, Ed. Well, thanks, Ed. You've really sold that. Well, to I you, mean, uh, like, that. it's like, okay, we're getting <laughs> food for the rebellion. You know, like, the big picture wasn't there. Yeah. But it was all so about what, so, her and Ketsu. What's this then, Ed? What's this on? What do you mean, what's this on? Well, yeah, what was this? Where have you seen oh, this? Oh, YouTube. Is this online or? On Disney's YouTube. Ah, right. So I've not, I've not looked at anything this week, to be honest, because I've been away. So, so is it worth it watching it? I would, just because it's three minutes. Yeah. It's cool. Are you sure about, about that? Not 100% sure, but... Well, I mean, if you have sure, three like, minutes of your my life. Time. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, they have three minutes of vital, aren't they? These three minutes are really important. Is it really well, okay. my life? So the second one that came out today might be a little bit more. I don't know. Okay, so this is two minutes long, two minutes and 19 seconds to be exact. It's called <clears throat> Tracker Trouble, and it follows Ray. So this takes place when Ray is in the Millennium Falcon with Han and <clears throat> Chewie and Finn, and they had just left the Wrath Tars and the the uh, Guavi, whatever, Death Gang people on their old ship. So they're in hyperspace, and all of a sudden, like, this beeping happens, and then they have to pull out of hyperspace. They're like, is there a tracker on here? And, oh, my God, is there a tracker? And Ray's like, well, Unkar Plutt was using this new form of tracker. And I immediately thought of the deleted scene, remember? Mm-hmm. Where Unkar Plutt meets up on Takadana at uh, Maz Kanata's castle. Oh, and Chewie rips his arm off. Yes, and yeah. Chewie rips his arm off, and they deleted that. But the reason he found them there was because of the tracker that he put on there. So now they're taking that and applying it to this little second short uh, story here. So they go in, they're like, oh my god, they look, they search the ship, they find it, Finn's like, oh yeah, that's it. Is it being Finn, you know, like... Urgh. He's like, is this it? And he pulls it off the wall and it starts beeping. They're like, why'd you take it off the wall? And it's <laughs> it's going to explode. And they just shoot it off into space and go back into hyperspace. There you go. The end. That's cute. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I may watch those. I might, yeah. I might watch that one then. That, that first one, you didn't sell that one. But that's well, because like right. the first one wasn't amazing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't sound It is cool uh, to hear Han their iteration. I don't think it's Harrison Ford, but it he sounds pretty close mm. to it. I don't know if John Boyega does Finn's voice. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. He didn't speak a whole lot. Is it Daisy Ridley then? I think so, yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. And what what are they then? What what did they relate to? What what do you what did you put in YouTube? Uh to find it? Mm. You, I just typed Disney, went to their channel, and then it's right there. And oh, they're all on there. Their latest yeah. videos. It's for so some I'm reason, not, it's I'm not on the Star Wars one for some reason. They did it on Disney. No, that's what I wondered. Yeah, because I've subscribed to that, but I can't remember seeing it. But then again, I've not really looked at anything. Uh, is it going to be more of these then? Yeah, well, they said half hour. So I don't know if oh, that's like total. Right. Like hmm. two half hour specials. So well, are they whatever just, are they that just means. animated then? Yeah. And that's yeah, just, the coolest part about these is just the animation because it's a fun, it looks like a fun <clears> anime kind of a look, different look to it and the angles that they do in the cinematography. I like it. Are they done in the style of um, The Forces of Destiny or are they, is it its own 
I think every sort of one. Stuff. I think each one's different, to be honest. Oh wow! Okay, have they got different animators then? I think so. I'd have to look. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, that could be quite interesting then. Over over a few, to do a few of those with different. I mean, you saw animators. the first few, right? Yeah. I think they were different each one. I yeah. thought anyway. Okay. Yeah. I, do you know what I mean? This is this is what I say about them. I can't. <laughs> remember them <laughs> no you know i understand it's i'm just gobbling it up because i'm like waiting for the fucking last jedi to come out and i need oh, that's something what I mean. yeah i mean i will definitely watch them and i will definitely 100 percent catch up with them but you know with the, the the last ones were just you know two what were they two and two minutes two and a half minutes were they had yeah yeah and they were kind of a nice little oh that's that that's that that's that but I just found them completely forgettable once they're done. Um, so, yeah, I'm surprised. You, I'm not quite sure are they going to flesh them out for. Well, I mean, they minutes. got the they got the big actors to come back and talk. You know, like Daisy Ridley and uh, they got Felicity Jones. Felicity, didn't they? Felicity Jones, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, and Naputo Luongo. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it sounds like they're putting a bit more. It into sounds them like they're just time. like doing these empty stories, though. It's like just mm. to like. Well, that's what I thought those others were. Really, I mean, some of them were a bit silly. I thought, but I'm not a hundred. Uh, anyway, I'm not a hundred percent sure they're for really like for little kids, though. Like I don't know. It's this is kind of well, those, a, a those weird... first ones felt like it though, didn't they? Yeah, maybe. I th- I think yeah, we spoke about those before. Like adult it? kids. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyways, mm, okay. speak, speaking of voice actors, uh, for the we went over this last week. The point of view book, the little forty stories thing. Uh, segueing into the next one. Yep. The uh, they usatoday.com released an excerpt for uh, the Bubba Fett short story in that book. The story is called Added Muscle, and it's by Paul Dini. And apparently in the audiobook, John Hamm is going to voice the audio. Is it an Australian accent? Nope. I know, right? (laughs) Lucas, I bet Lucas is freaking out. George George will be freaking out if that's not the case, if he's not an Australian. No, he's not a Kiwi. Yeah, Kiwi, sorry. Kiwi, yeah. Yeah. He's not a Maori. Maori Maori or whatever, yeah. Well, anyway, the fact so that he changed his voice in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Did you guys hear it at all? No, I did, and it sounds just like John Hamm just speaking into a microphone. Exactly, it's like he didn't <laughs> try, right? I don't know. <laughs> Not try at all. I mean, there there wasn't any like any grittiness to his voice at all. Well, anyway, for so the long, for the for the listeners, I'm going to summarize the excerpt real quick, and then we'll Thank all you. talk about it. So. It's set in a docking bay in Moss Eisley in a deleted yet later added... Was it deleted? I don't know. But later added special edition scene when Jabba meets Han about the debt he's owed in episode four. So The debt is... Uh, it's, it's, it's him talking to himself in his head about, like, oh, I got called in to be added muscle for Jabba to, like, oversee this transaction. And then it talks about that, and then it talks about him 
knowing that Vader is after those droids, R2 and C-3PO. So he's like talking, he's like talking to himself. He's like, I'm going to go try and find these droids. But he follows their tracks to a sand crawler, follows a sand crawler tracks and finds that all the Jawas are dead because the stormtroopers are there already. And it makes some stupid like joke about how they're not, how they're like maybe not precise or just not accurate. (laughs) Um, And then follows those, their tracks to the Lars homestead and finds them disintegrated, makes plenty of disintegration jokes. You know how (laughs) Vader was like, no disintegrations. And then, uh, Ends with saying Solo, Han Solo is the biggest loser in the galaxy. And that he's target practice. Pretty much. He's, he's kind of angry the whole time. Anyway, hey, James, that, hey, did you read it? Did both of you read it? What did you think of it, Kev? Did you read it? I've not read No, I've not. Oh, okay. I, I mean, James, did you read it? What? I haven't read it yet either. Okay. Well, okay. He comes off as really angry. Like, in what we know of Boba Fett right now is emotionally is when he was a kid in episode two and three was he in three? I, it all melts together in the prequels anyway just two <laughs> just two all right he's like that like angsty like young teenager fucking like yeah kill him dad you know that kind of guy mm-hmm. he kind of seems the same <laughs> and he's like 32 years old <laughs> <laughs> oh dear Right. So how how much how long is the excerpt then that they put out? Is it just a couple of pages or it's like four paragraphs. Right. So they're basically saying in this because I always quite like the theory that it was Boba Fett who killed um uh, uh Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru. Who was saying that? In the EU you mean? No, 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 no. That was always the theory, wasn't it? There was always like oh. the, the, the yeah, no. when, when I never heard that actually. Edition. Yeah, when, wow, well, when where Lucas have I been? Did, yeah, when Lucas did the special edition and put Boba Fett on Tatooine, they there was the theory, the fan, the theory that it was Vader who sent Fett to look for them at the homestead. Ah. So hence the no disintegration was because basically Fett just lost patience and killed them. Yeah, no, so this line, this mentions he finds them. Already See, decided. Yeah, that, that kind of ruins that theory, which I always kind of liked. I always thought, yeah, that would make sense. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so they're basically saying that, no, that's not the case then, which oh, I'm a bit disappointed by that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, let me read... Yeah, we'll, we'll, see what it, we'll see how it goes when it comes out, but... Mm, interesting. Let me read you one paragraph, and let me... Tell me what you think. Jabba had said to me, this is, this is right from it. So this is in, ja, in Boba Fett's head. Jabba had said to meet him at Docking Bay 94. Told me it was a collection job and he needed some insurance. One look at the duds he dragged in along confirmed this. Not a pro in the lot. I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy the whispers of surprise when I walked onto the scene. That's right, boys. Fett's here. <laughs> Do me a favor and fall to the side after you're hit. I really don't want to trip over your idiot corpses once their shooting starts. <laughs> Sorry if the shooting starts. No reason to get excited yet. 
Don't get excited. <laughs> I did. I don't know, man. Right? Doesn't he seem like a little kid still or something? Like it's, it's like, sounds like, a, sounds like a WWE wrestler or something. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, the fat man is here. I mean, take you all out. Maybe, oh, maybe man. that's why we Come can't on. really blame John Hamm. <laughs> Mm. No, I can't blame John Hamm, but John Hamm could still do something with John Hamm's voice, so it doesn't sound so much like John Hamm. Right. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'll have to listen to this and uh, maybe just quickly mention that next week. Because mm. that's right, boys. Um, Fet's here. <clears throat> Fet's here, man. Fet's here. What up, bitches? Bring in pain with him. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Uh, yeah, I feel like that's not good. Especially if he's like permanently pissed off throughout it as well. You know, I mean, it, like, doesn't it just sound like he's just angry? I, yeah. it's just uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I get like it. Tattooing, yeah, is, I get it if he is angry, but I kind of, uh, I mean. Obviously, I'm a fan, and we all all fans have their own way they think Bubba Fett should be. And I always thought he was more calm and collected, and just fucking like the professional, like just badass. I, I always thought he was a cool, calm, calculated. Yeah, definite. So I hope they don't make him just a pissed off, angry guy all the time, or angsty. Oh, I mean, it sounds like they're fucking it up. <laughs> It does a little bit. James is gonna go murder a bitch. <laughs> you know, just a, just a, just just a quick one on uh, on the Fett then, because I'm I'm not like I say, isn't there been something um, from Pablo Hidalgo this week about his survival in the Sarlacc pit or something, where he's neither confirmed or denied it. I vaguely remember something like that, but I kind of yeah. was just like, okay. Because isn't there, and this is, oh, this is, I can't remember what, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to check on this one, but isn't there something where um, in a post episode, uh, is it, I don't know which one it is, where it says something about, and um, they find his armor on the, you know, when the, the, the sail barge destroys and they in, find his armor in the, yeah. in the sand cr- yeah, in the, well, that's um, in the, uh, the Chuck, Chuck Wendig. Wendig after Mag. That's ah, in the that's, after Mag. That's, Aftermath yeah. trilogy. That's, yeah, that's what he said, and they, they asked him about it, didn't they? And he said, um, "I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no." So they're hinting he might be back well, at some point. In the books, it's like some do-gooder finds his armor, wears it, and and uses it to be like a kind of sheriff. For some like back ah. from like west, but it's like it's like damaged by the acid though, isn't it? Like the acids of the soil, like and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Sort of, but yeah. So it's so it he protects this that, like western town out there and yeah, and yeah, fends off some some uh, gangsters. The huts of gangsters, right? But it's not actually Boba Fett. It's just some dude wearing his armor, which would give you either. Two options. Option A, Boba Fett's dead and he just peeled it off a dead body, which seems kind of weird if he's such a nice guy and a sheriff type. Or two, he survived and had to take off the armor in order to, you know, revitalize himself, go into back to tank and heal or something like that. And someone just happened to find his armor and took it. So that would lead then, 
if they did a fat film, would they set it? It would start. Later? It would start with his hand coming out of sand. Yeah, grabbing the gun, pulls himself out. <laughs> yeah, and he just walks into that town, wicked pissed off. Give me yeah, my that, fucking that armor be... back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, he would be. It, be really, he, he would be angry then, Ed, wouldn't he? Really of course he would. <laughs> <laughs> Forget that oh, cool car bullshit we've just mentioned. He'd be like, "Fuck this! Let's get this fucking armor off me and get me some new shit. I'm out of here." Exactly. So, he'd be like, "Yeah, point me to the nearest kneeler and wipe him <laughs> out." Hey guys, guys, do you know what else Boba Fett's in? Fucking Battlefront 2. 2, yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen this, yeah. So yeah. I'm pretty psyched for that. There, a new trailer came out. I think it's the final trailer for Battlefront yeah. 2. Narrated mm-hmm. by John Boyega himself. And yeah. I right, thought it looked sh- pretty I'm not badass. I'm going to shock you here, but I haven't seen this yet. What the fuck? Cat. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell Well... It, Should we in, pause in, it so we can watch it and then we we can like talk <laughs> no, about no, it? No, 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 no. In three words, it's fucking awesome. And yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna go and sadly find a way to prepay for this thing when it comes out at the end of this month, beginning of next month, and sink all of my winter hours into it. Oh yeah, me too. Because this oh, is yeah. the single um, player I've been waiting for. Oh yeah, it just sounds brilliant. But I've just read about it online because I've, I've just been struggling to get signals where i've been and everything so i've just like read about it but i'm like i've got I've, i mean i've started this i've been just been home for about 20 30 minutes so i've got loads to catch up on but it, it just sounds amazing all right really so does. i got a few things for you guys single player will rain well as we already know because i think james brought this up last episode but it'll, it'll be from return of the jedi to the force awakens the storyline nice uh there is an offline skirmish mode versus bots with different difficulties. You can play in split screen mode if you want, Kev. I don't know. Yeah. Why I, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then heroes. So now we're going to statistics. So the heroes went up from six to what they say fourteen, which differs mm. from what I've seen in Reddit, which has like a couple more but bubble fett han solo princess leia luke skywalker bosk chewbacca <laughs> darth vader emperor palpatine general grievous Iden versio obviously kylo ren lando booyah darth maul captain phasma ray yoda are you guys excited to play any of those or all of them all of them all of them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it's fine, finally AEA got off their ass and actually released everything all at once instead of making people drop 240 bucks. Was Boskin the first one? No one plays the game anymore to freaking play these characters. Was Boskin the first one? I never... No, I, don't I think stopped so. after a little bit, so he may have been an addition later, but it seems like why have Bosk and not like Dengar and... Like Forlom and like other IG88. Mm. Oh, could you imagine IG88? That would be sweet. Anyway, so vehicles is going from 11 in the last game to fucking 39 different vehicles in this game that you can Holy use. shit. Locations. This is huge. Four in the last game to 18. 18 locations. So 
let me talk about this. Single player. Any of you heard of a planet called Paleo? I haven't. Paleo? Like Pil- where they just eat meat and veggies <laughs> no, all day? Paleo. Oh, oh, I don't. I looked it up on Wikipedia earlier, and I didn't find anything too riveting about it. But that and Vardos is in it because that's the, oh, the yeah. home world of the Versios. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, Celeste and Bespin mm-hmm. are in single. Oh, planet. Nice. Again, all the planets that should have been in the first should one. be. Exactly. Should have been in the first one. Should have all been released at the same time. Fuck you, EA. Take my money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so in the multiplayer, we got we're gonna see the Death Star two. We're gonna see the unknown regions. Boom. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's the name. Like I, could, I it was in like that chart. Unknown regions. Fondor. Nice. Have you heard of Fondor? Yeah, Fondor was big in the EU. Uh, it was a big shipbuilding shipyard. So they oh, built nice. Star Destroyers and Mon Cal Cruisers and the New Republic and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it was in the Clone Wars. Okay. Yeah, and in the Clone Wars as well. Nice. Um, big shit yeah. happens at Fondor. Yeah, and then Takadana will be in it. That's where Maz Kanata's castle is. And the, actually, the multiplayer mode is down from nine to five, which might be a good thing. I'm actually really glad for that because they had like they had way too many before. It's like, oh, we have this mode and this mode and this mode, and their problem was is that they have all these different modes and not enough content that you couldn't find a server that had anybody in it. You join a twenty person server, and there'd be eight people in it. And it would just be terrible. And then anytime, because the only thing I really like to do is Galactic Conquest, which is basically the big team deathmatch round. Um, you know, 20 on 20. That's what you freaking want. And uh, those were hard to get into, or they were super laggy because they're either all full or all empty. So hopefully this gives me a new hope. <laughs> um, wait, wait, wait. I'm hoping so- that... I'm, Oh, I'm hoping sorry. that there's just more more people doing this. Agreed. Um, does seeing unknown regions as a possible map choice excite you guys? Because it kind of excites me. And that's Meh. it's not solely multiplayer. I think you might see it in single player. I think that's why. It, like, I want to see unknown regions in single player in a story. Maybe how the First Order gets started and Iden Versio is kind of part of it. Wouldn't that be sweet? Oh, that would be absolutely amazing. I would love to see that. I, I, if we're speculating, um, I think that, yes, we'll see it in single player because that's where they're all going to end up and, and you know stage their attacks and everything else. Two... Single player will see it more. Multiplayer, I think it will see far less. I think multiplayer, it'll just be some random space battle scene. I don't think you're going to see a planet in the unknown regions where they're like, you know, major Starkiller base, for instance, or another base is being worked on. I think you'll just see it as like New Republic, Mon Cal Cruiser versus Imperial New Star Destroyer from the New Order kind of thing. Yeah. 
They have some cool space battle stuff where you battle on space and knock down the shields and the bridge and all this other stuff. And then you transition to the inside to destroy the main reactor of the Star Destroyer. That was in the latest, some of the latest updates to Battlefront 1 for Star Wars, which they should have had when it first came out. Like, come on, people. This is Star Wars. Why are you not having any starfighters in space in the initial release? Like, come on. I mean, yeah, there were dogfights in the atmosphere and stuff like that, but this is space we're talking about. I have a parallel for you. Go Why uh, didn't they have more than an X-Wing in The Force Awakens? Uh, yeah, great question. Like, where's the Y-Wing remake? Where's the A-Wing <laughs> remake? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. It's all right. JJ was playing it safe. He went with what everybody liked. Yeah, yeah he went with a New Hope route. But New Hope had Y-Wings. Where's the Y-Wings, brah? No, he's playing it really safe. Yeah, really safe. We're not going to introduce anything. Is that um, where your trepidations come in again, Ed? Yes. <laughs> no. I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Although yeah. they they did don't have, deny it. Um, yeah, they're, there. they're there. They did have uh, Princess Leia's transport or personal transport after the battle at Mas Kanata's Cantina Castle thing. Um, that was sort of a modified B-wing cockpit to go on like this weird freighter. I don't. It, it, it looks like a fucking like brick flying. Mm. I know. It's just. <laughs> say, it's, not the most, it's not the most attractive vehicle, is it? That one. <laughs> no, because it's the it's the resistance. They have no money. You know, they have, they're just kind of living up. They're skin wraps. Yeah. Mm. I remember in the movie when they're like, "We've lost a lot of our fleet," and I'm like, "Your fleet was like twenty X wings." <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, like you had no you had no fleet, bro. And why call it a fleet? <clears throat> anyway, all the fleet I call it rubble. Well, guys, I think that's just about a wrap for episode eight um, of the Scruffy Looking Podcasters. Thank you again for joining us. We will get to emails and reviews next time. Um, we'll have a little fog cutters to take us out. And don't forget, you can check us out on online. Um, we are part of the Radio Free Podcasting Network, radiofreepodcasting.com. Email us at scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. And check us out on Twitter, Hebert207, Scruffy Looking Ed with no G, KPG1974, and at Scruffy Podcast. Take care, folks, and we will see you next time. Yeah. Cheerio. I mean, Cheerio. I don't say that. You say that. Yeah, say it. <laughs> Cheerio. 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 This party's over.